Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's a cat over here. There's a cat, There's a cat over there. There's a cat. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast astrophy. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have an amazing guest. She is an incredible writer, comedian, actress, and podcaster. She created the TV show Difficult People, written on shows like Schmigadoon, and co-hosts a podcast called Double Threat. You know her for a lot of things, but you might not know that she is a humongous Cats fan, and I'm excited to have her on for that reason. So welcome, Julie Clauser, and thank you for joining me. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you said, you just said that you are, were born Jellicle ready to talk about this. So this is, <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited because I, you know, I, I'm familiar with your work, but a lot of times I'm always just like, I didn't realize this, this person was a huge Cats fan. And so it's so fun to, to learn this. I know that you've interacted with the Cats social media team, who's <laughs> the one who told me to reach out. So, and here we are today. So let's start at the beginning. Where like when was your when were you introduced to the show? Like when did your cast fandom start? It was the first Broadway show I ever went to, and it is probably responsible for my personality yeah. because when you're a nascent human and you are taken to uh, some kind of experience that's just so overwhelming, like yeah, was, and, and I mean even adults who had seen shows before would have agreed especially you know during during its time at the at the winter garden and its original run i'm you know fortunate enough to have grown up in the new york city area even even adults would have agreed that it was immersive and and you know like o- overwhelming in its own right i was extremely young like i or something like that <laughs> and i and 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 seeing cats was one of my first memories not just theater memories just memories period um well <laughs> the pun memory we'll put aside yeah. we'll pretend i didn't say that but i i have a very very distinctive like like se- when i uh, like sensory recollection of being on the aisle and having one of the actors interact with me and, and um one of the cats like reached over and touched my hand and i looked down and i saw that she was wearing an arm warmer and she had chipped orange nail polish 
Hmm. And I remember in that moment thinking, oh my God, this is, this is a cool girl. Yeah. Also having this amazing experience. So it was very, very formative and very intense. And, and then the rest of the show, you know, my, I was talking about this with my dad recently. He just said like your, your jaw was on the floor. So you were, I mean, you were young enough and you were really young that like all of the craziness of the show goes over your head. You're just in the immersive theater experience at the Winter Garden. Does it go over your head or does it just go right into your face? Is it just like when you're hungry and you eat sugar and you're just, here we are. (laughs) I think there's there's some like very dark plot points. And I've always Mm -hmm. kind of wondered why it's such a kid-friendly show because it just, you don't grasp the plot points because it just is like over your head. I saw it as a an adult and i'm like this seems a little strange like this seems pretty sexual this seems like but i would have never noticed that as a five-year-old but i noticed it in my 30s i think that the emotion is universal right mm-hmm. like the uh, ascend asc- ascension is is universal the, the uplift of of that i think like the 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 sexuality to me i probably you know was like projecting in the same way that you play with dolls yeah um and and it was probably like very very fascinating and and children are in their bodies so much Mm -hmm. but um but i also really loved cats i love the animals so that was also very very wonderful um but the the plot points that went i mean i'll never understand the I want to say understand the peaks and the pollicles it's like that whole section whether it's growl tiger's last stand like that that whole section i think is like that's a you know that's a pee break if you have to take one yeah. <laughs> whether you're six or 60 yeah but i think yeah. i got the gist of it i think i i think i i think i was able to um just be sort of like bombarded by the magic mm-hmm. so you got to experience the green eyes where they come in and are mm-hmm. in your face and touching you did you go on stage at intermission to you know meet old deuteronomy <laughs> i don't remember i'll have to ask my folks i i I wonder. I wonder if I did. I, I saw the revival a few years ago, and I didn't. I didn't go on stage, um, but I did. Uh, I did go on stage during the intermission for parade, and I and I pet Ben Platt, which yeah. was really, really. Uh, they, the ushers did not like that yeah, at yeah. all. That felt. That was a very old Deuteronomy moment. And it I, was that a very was the, the first yeah. thing I said when I was there. I was like, ah, uh, he's in jail, and he's sitting up there. I was like. This is this is some old Deuteronomy just yeah. pondering his life. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. So uh, you've seen it. You saw, you saw it as a five-year-old. You saw the revival. I mean, if it's very formative, obviously a fan. How frequently, like, have you been able to go and see the show multiple times? Or is it just something that is kind of like a, a fun theater moment from you because it was your first show? I like the DVD a lot. Okay. I like the live uh, recording from 99. Um, but I, I haven't. I, I was very, very disappointed that I missed this last tour. I, I was actually looking into getting tickets to see the the West Coast leg because I know they were in Hawaii in June, and I thought they oh, closed in Hawaii. And Hawaii. Saying, spending June in Hawaii, seeing cats sounds real, real nice. But I unfortunately did not uh, did not pull that together. Yeah, I was I, I got to meet them and uh, film with them and do some work with them in DC. Because I'm in New York and it was an oh, easy fabulous. little train ride down. Yeah, but, but I kept saying, like, I blew they're going to finish in Hawaii. Like, what an amazing way That's to kind of close your show. Yeah, That's the way to go. And then, like, the, yeah, then you go right to the the heavy side layer. Yeah, 
what a what a work trip too you know i was like that's that sounds pretty awesome it looked like a fabulous cast i really enjoyed everything i saw online um from the tour and hopefully there'll be another tour because it is now and forever that show's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere there'll be another tour it'll happen regionally it will it's outlive still, us all it's, yeah it's still on royal caribbean i think right now is if, you, it? if you want to cruise yeah if you want to get on a cruise and see a 90 minute version Oh. And then it's overseas. I think the the is it in Japan? Tour, Isn't it always in Japan? The way in, that Starlight Express is always in Germany. Yeah, I for think some reason the Axis powers like really like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I think it's. I saw it was in. I think Italy. Um, it's kind of been all over. You wanted Yeah, if you search hard, you're gonna you can go find a, a great vacation spot and see the show with it. Got it. Got it. I, no, I, I, I'm waiting for the next incarnation because I am, um, I'm in desperate need of. Uh, I, I got to see those cats live. So I want, I want to hear a little bit about your thoughts on the plot before we get into like its influence on your life and and work. Um, you, you see it at an early age. You watch the DVD. You know, like, how would you, if you have a friend who doesn't know cats at all, and they're going to come with you, and you're going to take them to Hawaii next time they're on mm-hmm. tour in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. How are you telling them what they're going to see? I think it's a review. I think it's um, hair. I, I Like, um, I, I think structurally it's it's a series of vignettes in the same way that, I think it's important for people to know that they were based on, on poetry mm-hmm. um, and that it's a sung through piece, like everything Sir Andy does. Um, but I But I think that basically what, people need to know in terms of the story and we'll say story, not plot, but because I do think there is one and I, and I, I have a bunch of pet peeves around the show. One of, one of which is people saying there's no story. The other of which is just lousy jokes. All right. We'll, um, we'll come back to the pet peeves. I want to <laughs> okay, cover them all. Great. Great. But um, I would just say that it is um, a show where cats introduce themselves and are sort of auditioning for the chance to be resurrected. And at the end, uh, one ascends to their version of heaven and gets to have another have another shot at it. <laughs> I love I love it's a I like the like going back to the poems. It's not a it is a strange thing because like I and this is the world you live in. Like I come from a fan of sitcoms and it, I did not get a sitcom plot. And I think that that's kind of a very challenging piece for a lot of people or like myself yeah. where. If you expect that type of plot, you are not going to get it. But if you go in expecting the opposite of that, or just a little bit of like, we're going to introduce a bunch of people, we're going to have a loose overarching kind of theme, and then you're going to get a little bit of a um, confrontation, action, climax, and then the moment, and then obviously the the booming uh, heavy set, or um, memory, and then the heavy yeah. set layer. But you don't get a A-line, B-line neat and tidy bringing it together close like you do in a 22 minute sitcom no there's definitely the the only it's not really a, a conflict it's a it's a competition but there is a villain to some extent with mm-hmm. the cavity and like a running kind of like a you know chaotic figure yeah. but i i i saw that they were doing a ballroom version of it and i thought that's absolutely brilliant because yes. that is you know structurally ideal it is a it is a pageant in a in a way but it's also you know it's it's portraiture more than anything else right yeah. it's 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 this this is it sort of you know portraits of different characters and 
And then, you know, what the podcast is about, like who kind of earns the right to, (laughs) to let the memory live again. Definitely. Yeah. The ballroom is going to be really interesting because they're making, um, they're actually not even fully putting in cat costumes. Like it's an interpretation of it, which should be really cool. Um, I also, did you see Leona Lewis in 2016? I did. Revival? I did. So that did. was my frame of reference too, is I thought it was the X Factor. Yeah, like it's a very similar style. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. To that. Yeah. And so that yeah. was, I really think the genesis of this podcast and a lot of the jokes I made originally stemmed from seeing her. Like, I don't know if I would have walked out of the mm-hmm. theater if she wasn't there thinking X Factor, if it wasn't for her, um, and her performance, which was, was incredible. Fabulous. She made me cry. Yeah. She, she was beautiful so so i um i kind of love that what other plot like when you think about the formative pieces of your youth from seeing this like what do you remember from the plot of the takeaways of like oh this was my favorite moments of the show i remember being a little girl and being really happy grizabella got to (laughs) win oh no this isn't gonna be good for the rest of the show no that was just little that was just little julie i i i loved um you know, I, I like everybody else in the eighties loved that song and, and she was definitely like um my uh I, she she was my favorite and then at some point Jenny Eddie took over. Oh nice. Okay. And Jenny Eddie became my my favorite. Um but it was funny because I, I was also enchanted with a chorus line a, a very soon after that. That was the other show from my childhood non-Sondheim show from my childhood that was very very like impactful you know having grown up in the mm-hmm. 80s those those two shows were you know to say they were um like smash hits is like such an understatement especially the yeah. early early 80s mid and Definitely. later is like more like like Miz and anyway the um the the chorus line you also kind of like picked a favorite and then I remember being pissed every time Sheila didn't make it yeah <laughs> Sheila was so cool there's some similarities too, right? Like it's a uh, a little bit of overlap. So I love that you you yeah. like the shows where it's just line everybody up and then one person's gonna get selected. Exactly, but in dance, it doesn't help if you're like cranky and beaten up. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Have you seen six? Six has got a little bit of the same vibe. I have not, but that's oh. an interesting. Um, uh, I've seen nine. Yeah, <laughs> nine is like six in a way. Yeah, six has the same competition style. Got it. Theme. Okay. And so it's yeah, it's a good made, structure. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, again, it gives you a lot of opportunity. You get a lot of different characters, and you Plus, can kind of build. You get to feel like you're playing sports, which is <laughs> theater folks. It's always exhilarating yeah. to be like, oh, I need some Gatorade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what about like, was there a moment from? Because like, as a writer, like, did you did this help formulate a little bit of like your writing style and perspective, or is it just something that was just like a a, a big moment from you as a, a child from like a, a formative years? It's a wonderful question. I, I think there are probably turns of phrase that have stuck with me, but it, it's absolutely a, a masterclass in creating emotion. I, I think mm. that this is a heart, not head piece. Um, you're in your body. The dancers are in their body. This is a, a dance musical. It's sort of the opposite of like, a um like a a heady kind of um it, it, uh, ki- kind of piece like in in fact it, it's strange as someone who is as verbal as I am and someone who appreciates great writing as much as I do to look forward to the jellical ball the yeah. most because it's no I mean I mean it's just like a solid ten minutes of 
the most athletic dancing you've ever seen, but the music is so exciting. And, and perhaps there's something about getting a break from the verbal part of my brain that sort of helps me enjoy it more. Yeah. That's so interesting to think about it from that perspective of like, cause I had a similar moment of where when I saw the show the first time I kept trying to remember, why did I only remember Mungo Jerry and Rebel Teaser <laughs> and McCavity? And then I pieced it together as I saw it later is because there's so much going on in the ball and during the opening number and during so many of the numbers that those are some of the only moments where you only have like a cat or two on stage. Yes. And you get like this like break of the sensory overload and just get to focus on the two. And so I kind of uh, love And Mistopheles too. Mistopheles yes. is you know, he definitely also like they repeat his name I think more than yeah. anyone else. He gets he gets the entrance and the chorus and then there's another chorus and it's one of those like um um, in a drowsy chaperone, I am Aldolfo. It was like one of those, but like mm -hmm. with the cat. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> repeat the names frequently. Oh yeah, yeah. For yeah. every single cat, he listen. Repetition has always served Sir Andy very well. Yeah, and if definitely. something listen, if some if there's something that's juicy enough, like as a hook, then you know, bring it on. Yeah, he has um he has a little history of of putting his stuff. And touch on all the stuff. I think you saw some bad Cinderella had some some jellical moments, I thought, mm -hmm. at least musically, uh, yes. compared to some others, which was fun for me as someone who's like still kind of early in knowing anything about theater mm -hmm. to be able to be like, oh, I recognize some of that music. That, that definitely has the sound that I, you know, like that I'm used to from him. Well, I'm thrilled that as someone who's new to theater, bad Cinderella has not turned you off to theater completely. I I think if you went in with the right mindset, it was a very yes. fun time. Yes. They say the same thing about LSD. Yeah. Okay. I Maybe that would have helped um, make Bad Cinderella. Could have made it a lot worse. People. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of that. There's a, a place and um, art for everybody. And so it's yes. like, there, that show did not land for a lot of people. But there was a group that the around me that was help. having fun. Yeah. It's a weird, and it's a weird time right now. I don't think anybody would disagree so I want to, you mentioned your, your pet peeves and gripes with the show or, or with fandom of the show. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's air some of these out. I think there have been a lot of lousy jokes, but at the same time, there's a lot of lousy jokes about anything that's super famous. I mean, how many, there's a, a million lousy jokes about Trump. There's a million lousy jokes about anything that people want to uh, take on. What, what I think is unfair about the lousy jokes around cats is just that a it's easy and b like there are things that are so much worse it's almost yeah. like i was talking this week on um i do this podcast double threat with my friend tom sharpling and we were talking about ed wood and just how i had watched plan nine from outer space and thought this was considered the worst movie ever i've seen movies that are so much worse this yeah. at least has like it, first of all it's short it has a point of view. It's weird enough to be interesting. There are parts of it that are really funny. Um, there are parts of it that are genuinely beautiful. And I guess when it comes to cats, I mean, there was a lot of backlash. I know it was a, a phenomenon. I know it was a merch phenomenon. <laughs> but then I also just think about, you know, the American, like, like, like there are some things that bum me out about, you know, um, American disdain for like things like, for art or stuff that's a little too queer or a little too theatrical and um 
and I'm and I'm defensive of of those things because those are some of my favorite things. Yeah, it it, it is an easy punchline because the names are weird. Yeah, it's, it's different from everything else. They're you know they are humans dressed as cats, acting like cats, but with very human storylines. So it's it is just far enough off the beaten path to be an easy joke. Absolutely. And I think there's I've seen some like really dumb ones. I've seen some also like really funny ones where I'm like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. I like the interpretation of like Modern Family when they get um, he goes on his tugger and sings memory and then he gets stuck in a tree. And I, like that's the punchline. That's the cat being stuck in a tree. Like mm-hmm. I think some of that's fun because it's not it's respectful of the art, but also using it as a vehicle. And I've seen some others that that aren't as great. Yes. Um, well, the Get a Life episode, Zoo Animals on Wheels, is sort of like the gold standard to some extent. Yeah. Um, but but it but it is also yeah like the audience participation stuff was definitely like people have every reason to be annoyed by that and and I think the sexuality of it was a little overwhelming mm-hmm. to people. Yeah, I mean it's 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 different. It's not like most yeah. of their stuff that you ever see, and even in theater, like it's still not not a ton like it, and then. To your point, it's been running for 42 years. Like, it's been around. So the success makes it, like, it's a well-known name. People will, like, even when I saw the revival, the reason I ended up with tickets is I asked my friend, I said, I don't know a lot about theater. I moved to New York. What, like, classics of these, like, things that I will have at least heard of? Yes. Am I not seeing? Like, not not the new stuff or, like, the cool, you know, unique things. Like, give me, what's yeah. the, the Phantom, the Les Mis? And it was Cat. Yeah. And it was, yeah. that was in that list. And I'm like, yeah, I know memory. I don't know much about the rest, but at least, you know, everyone knows some of it. And I've yet to meet someone who can give me a thoughtful reason of why they don't like it. I get a lot of people that say they don't like it and they're just like, oh, it wasn't for me. But nobody Mm -hmm. has given me like a critical, real reason of like their dislike for the show. Well, it gives gives people the ick because it's very, very theatery. And if you don't like theater, you're doomed because it's very, it's, it's very theatrical, but I would also remind you with the like now and forever of it all and it being a phenomenon. I mean, think about actual cats. Think about how successful that species is. Yeah. They are p- more people have cats than they have dogs. And there's a reason for that. They're, they stick around like yeah. they're not going anywhere. They're very, very, very successful as a species. And so is this show. And it's universal in a way that is, you know, not attached to any nation or language or age. And that's extremely powerful. Yeah, I never thought about it from that angle of like, <laughs> they're like, there's no dogs. There's not a dog show. There's no, no they, like, they pretend to be dogs at one point, yeah, which is really do, funny. They do. they do pretend to be dogs with uh, like shoe cartons as their boxes, hats. And the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, again, there's some moments. They pretend to be cockroaches at one point. To, that's and, terrific. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for more of The Wrong Cat Died. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I, so I want to pivot a little bit to like the influence of your, the rest of your work, like knowing that this show, like I've saw some of the tie dye, uh, t-shirts you've done and like, like how has this have, has cats kind of worked into either things you've done where you've been a writer or other things you've kind of just done on your personal life or even in your podcast? Well, I, I went to art school, so I'm, I'm a visual person. And Mm -hmm. so I would say that cats is definitely influence me aesthetically because there's simply nothing else like it and i do respect that the costume and makeup design to this day still pays homage to um hot gossip which is the Mm -hmm. dance troupe and also just like ziggy stardust era bowie and that that like late 70s early 80s leg warmers arm warmers um those fabulous yak hair wigs. I mean, yeah. those are it, like aesthetically, it is just such a powerhouse in a way that not other, not, not as many shows and the, and the set is so iconic. And, and t- so that's just incredibly impactful to me. Mm-hmm. And then like, I would be lying if I, if I didn't have like, if I said that there wasn't like, I know what's ridiculous about the show. Like I know that the characters have ridiculous yeah. names. I know yeah. that it's extremely <laughs> silly and that there are things about it that are like stupid or childish um i am just an integrated enough person to be able to appreciate those things as well as be able to laugh at them at the same time so i guess um it's a way of i i I guess i do that instead of accepting myself as a young person (laughs) i think i accept the things I liked as a young person instead of accepting myself as a young person. <laughs> I love that. Have you like, uh, so have you, for one challenge I have as someone who now has a show is I'll see a new Broadway show or I'll see something on TV. I'll be like, Oh, here's the cat. Like, this is what that cat would be. Here's like the cat's version of that. As someone who wrote on SNL and you know, created a TV show and has run on Schmigadoon, which is theater based. How much cats like have you tried to bring into that world, or have you thought about like, oh, this is where this could be f- could fit into a, you know, a skit, or this was where cats could be a good a punchline or a frame of reference for for that? Um, well, I didn't write on SNL. I wrote on a, a couple of TV Funhouse uh, oh, shorts. Some of the stuff. Okay, the shorts. Yeah. Um, uh, there is an episode of Difficult People called Hashtag Cats. And the show is featured in it, but it's not really a plot point as much as it was just sort of like a destination for mm-hmm. our characters to attend. Um, but um, the and then and then for for Schmigadoon, the the first two seasons were not set in the in that era. Yeah. So um, you know there was no there was no cats to be pitched, but um, but it's constantly on my mind, and I will. Um, I will, I, I I will I will bring it into anything that I do f- ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's That's, the last thing I do. <laughs> I, it's my Schmigadoon season three dream is that we get a we get an eighties uh, setting and we get cats and all the other 
fun of that. Well, let's let's hope the AMPTP uh, joins in on your dream. I uh, yes, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, what other like how, what other cats like this is this is an all cats podcast. So you got all cats fans here. Like what other pieces haven't we covered that you want to like that you would want to make sure we, we cover from I from like cats talking today, so. about what kind of cat what, people who actually have cats. I always ask them which cat they Ooh. most remind them of from the show, if they're familiar with the show, because as as challenging as it is to divorce the personality from the appearance, um. I try to encourage people to do it, but then I see myself not being able to do it because I have a tuxedo cat and I, he's shyer than Mr. Mistopheles, but mm-hmm. ultimately like he's Mr. Mistopheles. Like he just is. It just looks he just, like him. He just is. Is he, he got a little Bustopher? Because Bustopher's got kind of a similar no, look. But he's not the, Bustopher. Okay. He's not. He's not that food motivated, Dude. and he's also not that fancy. Like he's kind of like a. He's like a tall, skinny guy from Queens. Okay. Um. But um. And and he does like appear sometimes, like um, somewhat magic. And he's magical to me. But my cat before um Jimmy Jazz was Smiley Muffin, and she was Jenny Any Dots. Just absolutely no question whatsoever um and and i i i mean i think that was part of why i i mean they say that they choose you but like you choose them like yeah you feel you're the one filling out the application yeah i so i had two cats growing up one was kind of a orange tabby cat and um i think has a little skimble shanks look uh-huh but not a skimble shanks vibe well, that's exactly um, it. It's yeah. hard to differentiate the two because she kind of did look like Jenny Any Dots and she had that that personality. But but Jimmy, I feel like I don't know if the, who's the shyest cat. Mm. And and it's, I don't know about shy. It's probably one of the twins because they're like very okay. um they they kind of see around the corner type of um right. like they know everything that's happening, but because of that they're I don't, you know, you don't see them pop up. It's probably one of the kittens would be one of the Shire ones. Aww. You got some rambunctious kittens, and then you've got, I think, a couple on the Shire side. Like right. a Victoria has a shy ish feel. Yes, yes, but he's a but he's a boy, so it yeah. has to be. Mm. Um, and he's not old enough to be to be Gus yet. Yeah, he's not. Uh, that's good. Not not quite there. Not um, quite. Time. Not, not quite there. And he's not an out. He, he's not Monkey Strap because. He um like if people come over like he'll either hide his or just you know like be in the corner and just he's maybe, not interested in like yeah. hosting. Yeah, I mean maybe, maybe that is the Misophilies though then because Misophilies I could see being magical also could hide. He he does he disappears sometimes. Yeah, uh, and and then when he does come in, it's always a presto moment for me yeah. at least. So so I have I've got a I've got a Mistopheles and I had a a, a Jenny Any. Did you consider naming them one of the cat's characters? Um, no, no. They both came with those names. I, uh, okay. I added the, I added Jazz, but his name was Jimmy. It's it's hard to when you adopt, it's hard to yeah. change the names. No, you have you to don't. like alter yeah. them or else just, you know, celebrate them. Yeah. So if you were going to get a new cat, not named, or an maybe addition, adopt or an additional cat, an additional cat. ruin Jimmy's yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, what depends on who? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it Mustafa's. You could add Tugger; they'd be friends. Like you know, they, but who would you? Which what cat Tugger be the worst? Per, the worst. I I th- I think that Jimmy would only do well with like a little Kinton. I think he would maybe two Kintons. Like 
that that he would juggle them as like he they I'd tell them they were props for his magic act. Okay. That's the only way he would because I did bring in one cat once who looked just like uh uh Shanks. Skimbleshanks? Skimbleshanks, yeah. He looked just like Skimbleshanks if like Skimbleshanks was like malnourished and <laughs> and like and just ve- like but really really long hair and he was like a Norwegian forest cat. <laughs> and Jimmy thought I was bringing him like uh, a snack before dinner. He was like, "Oh my god, this is so nice of you, mom. Like I really See, that's appreciate that's some vibes right there." I know, but he would be- because he wanted to fight. He wanted <laughs> to fight and kill. So no, yeah, that's that not was, Bustifer. and he does knock things off of. There is a little bit of macavity I yeah. think, in every cat. I wonder if um, Plato is kind of the prince. Mm. Maybe that's the shyness of it. Oh, that's interesting. Let me look at Plato for Plato's the other half of macavity, so it's usually the same actor. Oh, they're, yeah, and they're as Plato more often than they are macavity. Macavity is actually not in the show all that much, but mm-hmm. the, one of their terms because they get three words, and one of the words is princely, I believe. Oh, yeah, he could definitely be Plato. Yeah, I can see that. He's an easygoing, says he's a late, quiet and laid back who prefers to stay in the background. Oh, yeah, that's a great. You're really going to want to read that on the casting board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you get McCavity, too. You get to play the alter ego. That's as well. true. That's true. There's two cats in all of us. And he does kind of look like Plato, although he looks more like. Like, I mean, he is a star, so let's he's, be honest here. He's Mosopheles, yeah. Yeah, he is. I love it. Um, let's do a little rapid fire from the show. Okay, so, please. If you could go and perform as one of the cats for one night, forget if you sing, dance, just male, female, whatever, just you want to go on one night, who are you going to go perform? Well, definitely Jenny Any does, but I'll just say Jelly Lorem uh, for mm. kick. Just, okay. just because I, I love her costume so much. But I, I definitely... I know that like if I could dance better than I can, which is not very well, yeah. I would be a I would be a wonderful Jenny Annie Dots. If somebody was willing to like work with me and teach me how to um Can you tap, tap dance? Yeah. To do, yes. I would be I would be terrific in that in that role. But I I do see Jelly Lorem and I think, oh gosh, that would be really cool to wear to wear that mm-hmm. look like that that would be fun and and jelly lorem sings um she's she's like one of the uh mccavity gals yeah uh no that's demeter and bombay aren't there three the the three are i think in the tugger I, so i let me reframe this i only oh, know jemima it's jemima i only know 2016's production so i only know the andy blank and bueller newer stuff and i've That's seen okay. a little bit of the 1998 movie just because it's what's sure you know, out there and what's yes. on youtube yes yes so yes. i know that demeter and bombay arena sing mccavity as like a duet got it okay so there's not know. a third girl jemima she, is um so Jemima has like been renamed. Okay. I forget what Jemima's syllabub? name is. Syllabub. Yeah. Cause Jemima. Okay. Got, got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, and so it looks like Bumble arena is. So who's the one who sings with Gus? Is that that's, Jelly Lorem? That's Jelly Lorem. Yeah. Got it. Then I'm just going to be honest. And, and I'm just going to say Jenny. Just Jenny. Does. I'm just going to, I'm the old there. Gumby cat. That's just. I even look like her. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense for me. Um, who are your, I think you've already said this, your favorite is, is Jenny, but who are your favorite and least favorite characters from the musical? Um, I'd say my least favorite. Let me think. I mean, my least favorite 
part is like the whole growl tiger's last stand yeah. or um the rumpus I, I don't like the rumpus cat that's my answer I okay don't like the rumpus cat yeah that's at that part's also i don't think in the new version Crow Tiger's Last Stand isn't in the new version. Right. They replaced it with the peaks and the pollicles. Yeah, they put exactly. Yeah, I don't like the peaks or the pollicles. I, I especially don't like Rumpus Cat because Rumpus Cat's like not like um he's a kind of robotic, right? He's mm-hmm. not exactly organic. He's almost like a steampunk like I'm like, is this cats or what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the the peaks of the pollicles is kind of a weird like piece. I never really understood, even as I've like gotten to know the show. I don't really follow where it fits in the story. Like right. it doesn't really fit nearly as much as like it's like we needed a break, but we got enough other little breaks. Like I, I understood Jenny's teaching the the mice and the, the cockroaches. cockroaches. Like yeah. but it fits her story. But and yes. when it was the um part of Gus's story with Growl Tigers, like I at least understood that. Peaks and Paul because like right. still doesn't fit for me anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, it is funny that they're making fun of dogs. That is yeah. wonderful. But they and they are putting on a like a play within a play. It it definitely seems like it like if the Jellicle Ball is like a long is like a house party or something. Like there That's is supposed a to be part, an orgy. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, you say tomato. Um yeah. <laughs> there is a part of any party where you're just like, you guys want to play charade? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think. I think that when they put that play on, but the, but I think the audience knows too that it's like, are you guys just killing time? Because exactly, and that's where like again, there's with the loose story arc, I, I at least follow the like, okay, I'm meeting this cat, I mean this kind of. Right. Why am I watching West Side Story in the middle I, exa- of the show? Because it varies the 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 pace of it. But if yeah. if the song were catchier, you wouldn't mind, frankly. No disrespect I, to Sir Andy. That's true. I, yeah. I also think it's probably a break for the dancers because like they go yeah. nonstop. Like let's slow it down for a second. Let them yeah, they're breath. superhuman. Yeah. Yeah, that is, I mean, the ball is, I think it's 10 or 11 minutes oh, straight. Oh, I love it. I love, I love it. It's I love insane. the ball. What a, mm-hmm. what a feat of athleticism! Oh that, my gosh, like, I love it. I, I I've watched it many times on YouTube with the with the sections labeled, and it's fascinating. Yeah, to they me. all names. I I didn't because again, as someone who doesn't know anything about dance, I'm like, I, what what is this piece called? Oh, I love learning about things that I will never be able to do. Yeah, same <laughs> exactly. Um, what's your favorite song from the show? Oh, that's a great question. Um, let me uh. Let me let me look at the breakdown just so I don't forget anything. I'm gonna look at my playlist just so. I mean, it might very well be the Jellicle Ball. The ball, yeah, the music from the ball. Yeah, the the Jellicle Ball, the overture. Yeah, the um, overture is a great answer because it's like it's, it's I've so been asked exciting. the question of like, does it have to be a song? I'm like, well, that's like, look at Spotify or Apple Music or whatever and look at the at the cast album. And that is a song. Um, And it, it's it's so well known. Like you just you hear it. And you're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready I for the show. I love the overture because it, it's a little scary and it's mm-hmm. very exciting and it sets the scene. And it also doesn't do what other overtures do. But what other overtures do, which is play a little bit from each song, it doesn't do that. It just sort of is mood setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that, and I and I do and I do love the Mungo Jerry and Rumple teaser kind of like waltz um, yeah. as well. Yeah, there's a lot of different um, 
musical styles mixed in like the yes Timbo shanks is super fast and mccavity's kind of ominous and there's the like it's it's a very well-crafted kind of piece where you get all those different styles yes not quite like joseph which is yeah. literally like just you know what every song is in a different style but yeah. but he was absolutely had his eye to variety mm-hmm. so before we get to the, the million dollar question yes um, yes my, my fun one was if you were going to write a show centered around one of the cats oh who would you want to be your vehicle like which cat would you want to start your story with oh that's fascinating like a like a like a wednesday show like a, yeah oh my gosh i mean i, I think you, it's it's tempting to choose a, a lesser known one because that way you can make up more um, uh, yeah well there's some fandoms that have thought about every angle of the show so there's some stuff out there for almost everybody but yeah you're i guess you're given less written word from the poems i mean i can i can see a world in which i i can do like i i could do like a um, something set in the 80s where like cassandra plays like a fashion designer like a really yeah. like like or like she runs a modeling agency and she's just like kind of like a grace jones uh just like like powerful femme like who hires and fires people yeah like that would be that would be really fun but but i i i don't want to forsake like what's cuddly and I also want like my um I want my like large kings represented. So I would be curious to know what old Deuteronomy was like when he was younger, like if he was like Pugsley's age or um hmm. or Bustopher Jones, like maybe he's a food critic. Um and um I know, you know, Sir Andy had a column once where he would review restaurants, maybe Bustopher Jones had a similar backstory. So um, those are three possibilities off the top of my head. But when the strike is over, if someone's like, we want to build a show around literally any of these cats, as long as it's not friggin', I don't know, Tumble Brutus. No, I'll do Tumble Brutus. Yeah. You know, I, I, love, I love that. You're just like, I'll do it. I'll do Tumble Brutus. It's so interesting that because so many of the things you just said is how I've answered. I've asked this question of who would be a TikTok influencer, okay, and like in what style, and all the answers you gave are, have been my answers for TikTok influencers. Oh, fabulous! Like, let's do the modeling, and we'll have yes. this like dance number or Bustopher. I think is cooking in his kitchen, and yes. So I love that you can. Well, Bustopher, like, I don't think cooks. I think he just judges just other people's. Nah, yeah, exactly. Like, like my if my cat could cook. He would not like he he likes being served. I think Bustopher does too. Like he he wears spats to go everywhere. Like he's not yeah he's not showing like he yeah, I, he's I, he's the critic. He's the food critic. I would not want to see a, a Skimble Shanks show. I think um, hmm. that is to me a little too Starlight Express. Like I think covers the the train stuff to some yeah. extent. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only show I probably wouldn't want to 
I mean, what I work, what I work out, what I want to work out. Yes, I would. Of you still do. Yeah, you still. You know still, what I mean. Not still, my, not my number one. Yeah. But, but you're going to try to rewrite it with absolutely, some other cats. Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be. Yeah, it won't be a train. It'll be yeah. like um, one of those cat buses from that that anime movie I liked. <laughs> um. Well, let me ask you the reverse question. If yes. you could insert any other cat from like fictional world into the cats universe, who would you want to insert? Oh, um, do you know Bagpuss? Uh, do he's not a know Bagpuss. British, Irish. Do you know Bagpuss? Or no, no, I don't. Oh, okay, yeah, Google Bagpuss. He's adorable. He's um, pink and white, and um, he's terrific. Oh, he I know. A, I I do know who this is. Yeah, I've yeah, seen the was, pictures. He was on a stop motion um, television show from I, I believe the seventies or eighties. He's been memed a lot in the, the UK. Price. He <laughs> could be. Thing. I mean, he's absolutely stunning. And um, it's one of the slowest shows ever. I, I don't know if um, children growing up in the UK just had better attention spans back yeah. then, but um, he could use a little bit of five, six, seven, eight, I think. Okay. What, what, what's like his backstory for this number? Like is that, what would it be his song? Like what was the song uh, be about for the Jellicles? I mean, Maybe just about how everyone should just like slow down. Yeah. It's kind of like a Gus storyteller vibe, but not as old, like a younger Gus. Um, yeah. Just kind of like stop and smell the roses. And like, if you look at a sunbeam, there's a lot of dust. Yeah. That's, that's like going around in it. And isn't that interesting? And why does everything have to be like bam, bam, bam? And I love uh, it. Well, you would have to rename. Backpuss fits the like the rest of the names. Like, <laughs> well, they all have like seventy five names. Yeah. to come up with you know. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so the most important question I I ask everybody, um, and the genesis of this podcast is I don't think Grizabelle is the right joke choice, and I have many arguments of why. I have the fun and the funny and the real, but I want to know if you are putting on your old Deuteronomy hat. And you are making your jellical choice. Who are you picking and why? Uh, Grisabella, obviously. You're insane. What's going on over there? Why, why do you not think she's the worthy? Of course she is. Give me your, like, like what is she the reason for it? seen it all. It, it's as a woman, when you are a certain age, you are useless and you are thrown away to garbage. No one sees you. You're invisible. She had this devastating backstory she was like little Edie basically or big Edie or both mm -hmm. Edies and the other cats are mean to her and it's hard to see that and then she gets this song and the song is the argument because the song when it modulates goes up an octave and all of a sudden you're crying and you don't know why and the answer is because something is that beautiful it makes you feel something that doesn't make sense because it goes past your brain right into your heart in the way that when you have like an iv of ketamine say it doesn't go through your stomach it just goes right into your bloodstream so i feel and it is about feeling it's not about thinking that because of this the ultimately this is about you know not just backstory, but performance, and their songs are their prayers because her prayer is the most <laughs> beautiful. She gets to ascend, and she seems like she could really use another chance. So I, I, it's hard to argue against the, because I, the thing you just said that it's hard for me to argue against is that it's not your, it's not your brain, it's your, it's your heart. Yeah. And I do think if you kind of take it from that moment, like, 
is a powerful song. It's an emotional song. Like I can't imagine doing it eight times a week of like belting that out and and having that. Well, that she doesn't reaction. have to dance, so it's yeah, she's just it's true. Yeah. she's only the show for fifteen minutes. She'd be so. backstage with some throat <laughs> code and you yeah. Know. But but I think the part that like from my head is 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 that if she is if you want to take the redemption arc story, which is what this is, this is a right. redemption story of her returning to her family and being reaccepted. I've really struggle with the idea of we have just brought you back to our cultish tribe and now we're going to kill you versus the like let me spend a year with the family and you go next year but like killing her they're just resur- they're resurrecting her they're giving her another chance yeah I, I think that the it's a it's a new lease on life but it would be a as a new like you're not going to get that grizabella like you're going to get a Victoria, like Victoria is a lot of people thinks she was last year's choice and that's why she's being brought back. Right. But you're, you're not bringing back like mom to Isn't a lot she of the, the first cats. one who touches Grizz too. It's either her Cassandra, maybe or right. no, Syllabub, like one of them. Syl- either Syllabub or Victoria. Cassandra's not touching anything. Yeah. Sorry. So I think it's line, Syllabub. A line of cocaine yeah. in between meals. Um, so, so I think like that's the part I struggle with. And I think it mostly stems to is the that she's. Of leaving is that is that in theory you're like we accept you now you're dead now you're now you're gone instead of saying like wow i'm so excited to have this family member back that we have banished and like really treated poorly we're now accepting her and i I get the giving of the reward but i'm like let's send gus this year then you spend a year with your family you go next year so would it make you feel better if after she ascended she comes back with like a makeover and she's like hey let's dance I think about it from and then, a... And then they do a Jellicoe ball. Like, yeah, I guess as, I would, I'd actually would prefer that over the current ending. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the current what, ending. What, the addressing of cats? The addressing of cats, yeah. I, I, but I, I get, a cat is a dog. I, I, I get the lyrics, although the t- I think it's because the 2019 movie really freaked me out with it. I am I am devastated that you even mentioned it. And I was waiting for it to come up. Like We could call it the shoe that dropped... Yeah, right? I both shoes I, at once, and they stink. I'm I so just, depressed that you brought it up. I think I if you, we weren't going to have to talk I, about. I, it. I didn't ask. I didn't ask you about it. No, but no, I, think I, that's I, I acknowledge I, that. I'm impressed that you went this long, or that we went this long. You know, the show stemmed because, like, the show exists because of the movie. Like, the, that's what drummed up the like the, my joke in the first place, and that's yeah. what started the parody of it. Well, it's something good but, came out of it then. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like. I do think I had seen the mu- the stage musical, and I think a lot of people who see that movie haven't. And it to me, it's like it's night and day. It's a Shonda. And, it's a Shonda. Yeah, but I, so if I go back to Grizabella, like I think about it as like a family member that you have like excommunicated, and then all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. now saying, you know what? Let's well, we're going to be back. Like let's start. Let's like let's restart this relationship, and we're going to bring you back in. But then you're immediately. So I guess it depends on your definition I of what the reborn think, see, is. That that's exact. That's precisely it. And that was what I was going to say, which is I I think you and I have different ideas about what the heavy side layer is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a transition. I don't think it's a destination. I don't think it's heaven. Mm. I think it's um a spiritual um a, 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 a transition. Like I said, like I I think that um I I'm not very well-versed in new testament but i i do feel like it's you know that that it's like easter like she's going to well she the the memory's going to live again right she's 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 going to um 
I mean, also she that bitch she sang for her supper. Like she got <laughs> she went into that family reunion with a goal, and she won. Like she got what she she was. I mean, it's almost like going in and saying like I'm really sick and I need to be able to afford this cure, and mm-hmm. then everyone rallying around and saying here we all chipped in. I so I agree. I, I agree with that. But I feel like then doesn't Gus need the same thing? Like, is Gus making it next year? Like, we got two worthy candidates. Well, maybe he should have thought of that before he sang his song. Yeah. <laughs> just it wasn't, it's was too boring. Before he was like, no, it wasn't. But also it like transitioned into just like, and now we go to this play I was in. Yeah. It was <laughs> like a real, a real schnooze for all involved. Listen, Gus is a heartbreaking example of, um, uh, a life well lived. I mean, Gus doesn't seem to have um, like um, he doesn't have like the same kind of I want, I need, I regret. Um, you're not you're not like you're not pummeled with these feelings of injustice around him. <laughs> it's, it's sad when people get old, but when he looks back. His memories, so to speak, are really fortifying and beautiful, and hers are devastating. And they're couched with commentary around who'd have ever thought that that was Grizabella the Glamour Cat. I mean, how many actresses do we hear people say that about when they're running an unflattering photo of them and <laughs> they've had bad work? Like anyone goes in and yeah. asks for bad work. You know, just happens. Yeah, just because so Jane Fonda you, didn't get didn't get that one doesn't mean that you know that she's a better person. So let me ask you this question then: If you're old Deuteronomy, is your mm-hmm. criteria change every year? Like, is or you're going to have a a an exiled family member come back next year too? I think she's more than an exiled family member. I think that she is someone who has been um, subject to. Things that maybe she didn't deserve. Yeah, you know, like, I agree, I, I agree with think that. that. I think that. But how, who's also, next year? Like, um, how does he make that who, choice next year? I think it's in his heart. I think it's just something it's just he knows. Different. He's very, he's wise. He just okay. feels it, and he and he's spiritual. So it's like a priest. Like you don't, you don't question at a certain point. He's like a judge, <laughs> and you're just like ultimately you're a more educated uh, person than I am. But I will <laughs> say the other thing that Grizz represents which is really important because I do want to keep bringing you back to like actual cats and people who love really like, you know, real cats. Grizz represents like finding a stray or finding Mm -hmm. a senior cat or finding a cat that was harmed. I'm like, I'm going to cry thinking about, you know, how, um, worthwhile and meaningful it is to, spend your life taking care of an animal who had not had a past that mm-hmm. fitted her um her majesty and what she was entitled to which is love and kindness and adulation so for grizz to come on and be down on her luck and raggedy and and you could just sort of see it on on her face yeah. and her body language that she wasn't treated well uh, to me as a, as a cat owner, you know, and, and who's adopted rescues. That is the redemption that we are searching for with our experiences with our, with our pets. So yeah. I, 
I absolutely think, you know, Deuteronomy sees that and it's like placing a, it's like placing a a, a needy animal in a loving home in a way. Yeah. So So maybe the heavy side layer is her forever home. Yeah. I think that's the crux of the difference is I viewed it as murder and you're (laughs) viewing it as a much more. Like a rescue. Like, yeah, like a much more positive. Like it's not, you know, it's either, my jokes were always that it was, it does feel very murderous because it's like, we're going to. Like you're gonna be reborn. <laughs> it's like think about he's sending her to the hot springs. Yeah, he's sending to the. Gonna, she's gonna go to the farm that gonna, the, you gonna, know where. Go farm. She's gonna go to yeah. Canyon Ranch for a couple weeks, and she's gonna come back and she looks amazing. I like the theory that the heavy side layer is just a like spot up in the rafters of the Winter Garden, and so oh, she's absolutely. just gonna go. She's gonna go there. I, I I think we have a lot of similar takes on this, with just one key difference that makes all the decision different. Yes. But, to be fair, my original joke was is that I thought it was X Factor on drugs. Mm-hmm. And yes. if I'm choosing from the X Factor standpoint, I'm putting Tugger and Mustafelis together as one direction. I'm sending them together. Well, as you're like, uh, yeah, you've got your producer hat on and <laughs> Yeah, that's the story. It's fun. You get like whose whose uh song did I enjoy the most? Maybe, but most? memory, I mean, a star is a star, and she's that song. She has that song for a reason. And that is the song that like T. S. Eliot did not write the lyrics to. It was inspired, yeah. but Andy had to like find. He, Andy went through a few different people to figure that one out, and then I Barbara did. recorded I, it. And oh my god, I do have the producer hat on because I'm always like, yeah, she'd be a really good package. You know, you tell the story about how she how she left the family, and then she's coming back, and then she comes out and sings you, memory. It would be hard to beat that. You need a star. I mean, yeah. you need a star. Like mm-hmm. even now, when they tour or when they brought it back to Broadway, like you really only need one star to to do that show it's an ensemble show except mm-hmm. for grizz you need a yeah you need you, know, a, you need a very powerful you need Leona voice. or yeah. Betty buckley or oh yeah 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 well this has been so fun i yes. uh i didn't change your mind but that's okay i've got time <laughs> what uh, about deuteronomy what, what he could you do you think he could choose himself i think eventually he has to go right like cuz they they portray Monkus Trap as next in line. So if you take that. Oh, that, that is absurd. As, Monkus Trap is at the. Please. He's like 28. You don't think he's. That, so I guess the question no, is when. He just when got, is he, Monkus Trap just got a promotion. Yeah. He's doing fine. So if, he, if Old Dudrami leaves, then who's taking over? He's leaving. This is the thing. He's, he's so leaving. He's, he's coming yeah. back. This is the I, whole I, thing. The heavy <laughs> side layer. I'm not saying it's a revolving door, but it is not. Like, it is it's the grave. That's that they is, wouldn't be competing. If do you think this is a show about cats like like no, but singing I, and dancing so they get youth? I think that they come back as like a a young new. It's not like you're coming back as Grizabella Part Two. You're coming back as as another cat. Like you're coming back. But you're as, still, yeah, but she's still as her. Bagpuss That's why do you think they have so whoever many, else? Why do you think they have so many names? Yeah, I, I guess that's that's the that's our biggest difference is I viewed it as such a different. It is. I think I, I reviewed I, it very literal, which is like we're gonna send them off. They're gonna they're gonna be reborn, and we're gonna get a whole new. The reborn like a, is the important part because yeah. otherwise it's like Wicker Man. Yeah. Well, it's a it's like a serial killer, which is that is a it's theory not, of all. But then why are they all singing and dancing, begging to be murdered? Yeah, then that doesn't make any sense. It's a weird sense. show. It's a weird show it, to begin I agree with. It's a weird show, but <laughs> that cannot be the premise. I love. I love. I. Uh, I love it too. It's uh, this is what why it exists is that these arguments can happen. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of hot takes on the show. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm just trying to add to that with my. <laughs> 
my uh, my goal. I will say Grizabella does not even have half the votes of this podcast. So when I've I don't I know track, who that, I, I don't know. It's mostly guys. I think you're. I think you are poisoning people with your ideas. About That's my goal. That's my goal. Is to slowly change being I, some sort of like weird electric chair or something. My dream is to do a um an Edwin Drew style show. Okay. A regional show where a different cat goes a every different night. ending every time. Yeah. No, you still do you still do memory. Well, she deserves her song. Oh, I was gonna say because good luck finding a song no, that's gonna make people got, cry like that. No, you do memory, but then instead of the receiving line of like oh who goes God. and you pick somebody to go up on the top. After you sing memory are you crazy? You're gonna have to write songs <laughs> that are as as powerful as, and I'm not saying good, I'm saying powerful as memory. Now I still want memory to be to the showstopper. Me, then he, then she has to go to the heavy somewhere if she's going <laughs> to the show. What else is that besides the standing ovation? What else is that besides the reward for stopping the show? Uh, yeah, I we'll see. We'll see. It'll, it'll take some workshopping, I'm sure, if I can convince anybody, let me do it. Which nobody should, because I have zero ability to do any other part of the show. I couldn't choreography can't write any of the other stuff i can't sing i can't dance i just have one opinion on this and that's it but clearly we have a a slight tweak in differences of of the heavy set it's gonna be like a week before you start sending audience members up there yeah. to like ride the the tire and then it'll oh become God. an amusement park ride just be it'll just be called asked, ride the tire yes I, I asked to go up to the heavy set layer on the tire and i was not allowed it's a it's a <laughs> there's some, another there's some story sa- there's some safety concerns um <laughs> This has been so fun. I Thank you so much for having blast. me. How can people stay in touch? Find you on social media? It's just my name on social media on um, Instagram, and I'm not calling it X because you just yeah. can't do that. Nah. But uh, I'm I'm around. You'll you'll find me if you'll find me if you need me. Yeah. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you so much for sharing. having me. And thanks, everyone, else for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Die, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else to listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at The Wrong Cat Died, or check out our website, TheWrongCatDied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.